0: Oh, cool. Hold i Here, let me get a I'm going
1: to
0: It's level. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the Producer Grind. Let me do that one more time. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the Producer Grind podcast. Got my boy Sound Oracle in the building today, man. What's good with you, bro? What's happening, man? Appreciate Thanks for it. having me. You already know, man. Appreciate you pulling up. I know we've been uh, chopping up on Instagram for probably like a year now. Yeah, it's good to, to put a face with the name. Yeah, yeah. You already know, man. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. You know, I've mean, You know, we tuned into all your content and stuff like that too. Appreciate it. Hell yeah. But um, but yeah, man. Uh, I thought letter L was going to chime in with a question. Oh (laughs) my bad! Sorry for the awkward silence. Oh my bad! (laughs) (laughs) It's It's supposed to
1: be
2: like a synchronized
0: swimming thing going on. (laughs) Nah, you know
1: we still getting uh, back up used to this thing, man, and kind of getting our bearings as far as the podcast things going. So uh, welcome, man. Sound Oracle. um, For those of y'all that don't know, and it's interesting, man, because we try to get our research in before and we make sure I have our guests on, man. And uh, one of the big things that you're known for, probably more so, I I think, than um, actually producing is just kind of the sound design game. And so that's one of the things we do at Producer Grind, man. We put together these sound packs and um, kind of present these things for these producers to buy. And it's almost like you're almost like the godfather of this sound design stuff. So, man, I was just well, wondering if you can talk about just kind of your beginnings, kind of um, maybe your peers in the design game and kind of how you got started and what your inspiration was as far as just doing that as opposed to just producing. Uh,
2: man, first of all, I appreciate... Uh, I need you to do my intros everywhere I go. I to, like, <laughs> intro me.
0: Appreciate but, you. Uh,
2: man, honestly, uh, I, I love sound design. And when I started, I didn't have any peers uh because I'm from Alexandria, Virginia. Nobody was really producing where I'm from, so I wanted to make beats, but I didn't know how people made beats yeah. or how they did their sound, so I just started doing them on my own. And I thought everybody did that. Right, right. You know what I mean? It wasn't until I met uh Polo before I realized that not everybody not everybody does that. But um how would you meet Polo? Uh, I met Polo in two thousand and uh two thousand and eight. Mm-hmm. I came to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I was living in uh Baltimore, Maryland. Funny enough, I'm looking at Baltimore, Maryland. Shout, okay. shout, shout, out, out, to Baltimore. shout out to we Baltimore. Just, we just got back, man. That D M V sound is very crazy. Oh, we got we got chopped up about that too. Yeah, but definitely. um I was in Baltimore, you know how it is. Hood Studio, uh <laughs> thirty dollars an hour, come yeah. record over somebody beat, and um you know, and I was selling beats out of that, too. But honestly, I wasn't making any any bread. I didn't have any business sense about me. Yeah. Um, it was just a, a real low point in life. And then a friend of mine, Brian Kidd, was down here. And he was like, yo, you should come to Atlanta. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't really think I should go to Atlanta or whatever. I don't know why I was trying to stay. But And then, uh, to the add insult to injury, somebody broke my studio, stole everything. Oh, that's mad stuff. So finally, I'm like, all right, Bet might go to Atlanta. Uh, My girl at the time was like, yeah, we should go, whatever. I'm like, I didn't know you was going, but all right, cool. We're gonna go down there. You get a job, I get popping in music. Sound crazy, but that was the plan. So she got a job and I would hit Northside and just drive up and down all the studios, knock on the door uh, every day. Go to the studios on the schedule and got cool with the people at the front front gates or whatever. Then they started letting me in and I played for them and they played for assistant engineers. And um, assistant engineers, Play for whoever. Yeah. Then finally, uh, Polo heard about me. I went over. He was at Saks um, at the time. Yeah. And uh, I went in there. He was like, "Yo, I, yo, these beats are crazy. Like, yeah, definitely, let's do some beats." And he's like, "Yo, these sounds. Where you get these sounds from?" And, and all <laughs> yeah. this stuff. I'm like, "Yo, I kind of, I make it or whatever. You know." I told him what it was. He was like, "Yo, can you do that for me?" I'm like. Phew. Let's go! Yeah, and I started started doing that polo. So that's my polo story. That's how I met him. All right.
1: Um, one thing I want to ask, man, because um, you know I, I personally have followed sound oracle, man, just because I'm a student of the game. I've seen him at a couple of different events. Um, I've heard you tell this story a number of times, man. I really want to ask. So, in the very beginning, like how, like literally,
2: like what steps, like how did you make sounds? Um, it started. Well, I started from the crates. Okay. I'm a crate digging guy. I used to skip school in <laughs> the record shop. Yeah. That was my thing. I missed math School. Sorry yeah. to all my teachers, but yeah, I was all about them crates. And um, so it, it started with layering. Okay. And the way I would do it, like when I would make a beat, if I would sample from certain records, I'd be like, yo, that person's in my band for that song. So uh-huh. I just start putting together these all-star bands when I made beats. Yeah. And then I just took it a step further and made it more elemental. Like, yo, if a snare from here and a such and such from that he did... Locked those together, so then I got got into the blending, and then I got into the outboard gear. Like, you saw I did, um like, cassette drums. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where I ran everything through old cassettes and all that. That came from when I first came up, I wanted to make my sounds more interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't have, like, expensive outboard gear, so I'm like, oh, uh my cousin got an old radio I could run some stuff through, or somebody got something else I could run some stuff through, yeah. and that's how the sounds kind of took a shape and became more uh more interesting instead yeah. of just regular. And one thing too man, shout outs um to your
1: uh oracle.net and you had the sample packs and sounds on there. He has so many sounds, bro. Like so many, like like I've seen producers do their own sets right, but to have like oh, okay, I got like five packs on there. I got like sound oracle is a store unto himself. Hell yeah, I'm
2: on Ooh. it right now. It's like I'm still scrolling. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's not like little Bits of stuff in there. Like if you get a drum pack, you you get like 160, 190 drums. Good grief. With the loop, you get a loop pack, you get like 50 loops or something like that. You know what I mean? That's crazy. It's, it's all about the quality. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's dope,
0: man. What you using to produce now? Ableton. Ableton. Ableton Gang. <laughs> Ableton. Push. push. Oh, you know it. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, I see you got everything. You got all the gear. Yeah, but
2: that's like my main, my main shit. Like the the Ableton and um. And the push. Mm. By the way, can you cuss on this podcast? Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. okay, <laughs> Say whatever the fuck you want to say. Oh, nice, nice, nice.
1: Now, Dill, I want to ask you, have you seen one of his like Instagram posts? Like what do you mean? when he, when he's like making a beat in the studio? It looks like a spaceship
0: in there, Oh, yeah, bro. that's what I'm saying. He's got all the gear, yeah. all the lights, everything.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I yo, I love that. People are always like, yo, why you use so many pieces of gear? Uh first of all, none of that shit is necessary. Yeah. <laughs> you know now you got the laptop, yeah, you yeah. You're rocking out. But I mean, other than make it for a good show. I like to have a, a physical representation of all, all my tracks or my yeah. main tracks, because I like to play more than one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. So a standard way, you can only, you lay this part, then you go to the next track, lay that part. And I'm like, nah, I want the sample here, the drums here, the such and such here. And I just want to like really physically get in there and like feel, feel yeah. the music. I'm from that that school of like, you feel the music. Yeah. You know? Yo, Shout out to, to people that could draw it in. That nice, right? nice. I, I can't do that though. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man,
1: you talk about a uh, crate digging, man. I want to send a shout out to my man, uh, CJ Plays, man. Um, uh, do you, you mess with CJ? I he,
2: don't know CJ, he, no.
1: CJ did, um, he did a couple of the I Standard events, man. Um, he won a couple of those, man. But I went record shopping with him, and they had this little convention in Atlanta, man.
2: Like, can you talk about your record shopping? Do you still shop for records? Nah, not like I used to, but I, we can talk about it because I got years of experience. Yeah, talk you
1: talk about record shopping, because that's something that's a little different that cats aren't necessarily doing now when they come into the game.
2: Man, record shopping, it's like an art unto itself. So, there's several ways you can record shop. Everybody know you got to um, pick the covers. You know, look for the ill covers. That's yeah. that's, that's a cool way to do it. Mm-hmm. But when you like really become like a scientist and a student of the game, uh, first thing you start looking at is um Years. Like, oh, what year was this? Then you start doing the labels. Oh, what label was this? Well, this label sounded like this around these years, and they had this person. Oh, and they, this person was doing the production for them. This person used to play the drums for them. So you can now look at a record after you've been doing it for a while and be like, you could just look at the back cover, and you could hear the record. Yeah. Because I know the drummer. I know the producer. I know all that. Of- you know what I mean? I know the label. So that's, that's what became fun to me, and that was more fun in school. So that's why I was skipping skipping school i'm (laughs) like this is way more i'm i didn't realize i was studying and i was learning right i'm just like yo i got (laughs) seven dollars and i got four five hours to sit here and make my seven dollars work for me so i must and i couldn't listen to the records at the spots i was going to none of them you could hear the records so you had to like really go in there and i used to just study records all day and leave out with like three records being there all day
1: that's crazy So being that you're somebody who you say you don't use records as much now, but you used to, and so you've kind of seen both sides of it. I don't want to say old school, new school, but kind of both sides of the, hey, we're doing a lot of heavy sampling and now we're kind of getting into um, these other sounds, probably more organic sounds, being in the machine a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Talk about that transition, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of, especially a lot of our producers our audience, a lot of those guys are heavy trap guys, so they may not sample as much. right? Right. So talk about that transition
2: um the transition for me personally was a seamless one like I was never a person that thought like that way of music was gonna be it forever yeah um, a lot of people that started there that was kind of their mindset and that's why they got some of them are upset now like oh man you know no one sampling now and mm-hmm. all that stuff but um I think the transition is easy and it's, it's because of one word the word is technology I've always been into technology, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. wherever the technology goes, that's where I'm going. Yeah, you know what I mean. So and having the techniques of sampling, yeah, and then just utilizing them on this new sound and the way that things were going, it was easy, and it helped make my new sound transition a little more unique. Right. Then you know, other people they get into the sounds, and you just get sounds from where everybody else does. But yeah. I'm like, no, nah, if I can. Decipher how these sounds are made, and now I got my own thing that I've been doing for forever. Mm-hmm. Like I still ain't afraid of uh, to run something a tape that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it ain't gonna sound like boom bap. Yeah, <laughs> but it's still gonna be ill, You know. Yeah. So speaking
1: of technology, you just got back from Nam. Um, it was a lot going on out there, man. Shouts out to Fred Bruno, man. I saw him out there heavy in the building.
0: What's name? That? That's like a conference for yeah, people.
1: yeah. Uh what is it? National Association North- I thought it was North American. North American Association of Music Merchants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they got like all the new gear, like all the new software, oh, okay. all the stuff that's so it's like
0: the E three or whatever, but for music. Yeah, E three, the game shit you, should, you know what I'm talking about. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so, and I saw Flavor Flav out there, too, man.
2: Did you see the video?
1: Yeah, I heard this video's going around Flavor Flav playing the piano. Did y'all see that? Oh,
0: I, I didn't see it, but I seen, like, the, the, the you know I mean, the screenshot. Yeah, yeah, thing.
2: Slim blew everybody's body. I'm like, what the f- I woke up the next morning, and I was like, <laughs> yo, how did I miss that? I was in the same damn building. I missed that. My, <laughs> man, my man's like, it was like Mozart on that joint. yeah.
1: <laughs> man. man, listen, man, that's hip-hop right there, man. You know what I'm saying? So um what did you see in NAM and it really kind of caught your attention, especially being somebody that's so on the cutting edge?
2: Um <laughs> nothing. Really? Really? Yeah, no, not nothing. <laughs> it was nothing that really blew my mind. Musically. Now, I know there's a music podcast, but the things that they're doing with like lighting and stuff, like I was okay. more drawn to that at Nam. Yeah. I did see a lot of cool, um, like this DJ setup. It was like super, it was like super small, man. It, it looked real, real nuts. It had like these two little screens on it. And then they made one that looked like two iPhones put together. But it's like a whole DJ setup. Yeah. That was dope. But when I asked the girl at the booth, I'm like, oh man, this is new when it's coming out. She was like, it's been out for five years. Oh, wow. Okay. And, um, you know, so th- it, it wasn't a whole lot new for me to see a name. And that was my first name too. So I was okay. Gonna, but I did get, to, I got to see my homie uh, Brian Michael Cox demo his new uh, VST um, you know, I got to meet a lot of people that I chop it up with on Instagram, a yeah, lot of sound yeah. designers. So it was cool in that aspect, but technology wise, um I, I didn't see a lot, but I, I was in and out of there most days because it was so loud. Yeah,
1: okay. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> um That's kind of how A3C was, man. I, I would be there about two hours, man. It gave me a split headache. And we did a <laughs> seminar out
2: there every, okay. every night of NAM, too. So that, I had to do that, like, in the evenings till, like, 10 at night. So I wasn't, like, nammed out all day. I had somewhere to be.
1: Mm-hmm. Actually, shout out to the podcast, your, uh, your podcast. Shout-out your podcast
2: real quick. I and mean, where can they can check that out at? Oh, man, my podcast is Unquantized Podcast. It's me and my dog, Trezza. Uh, he's my co-host. Uh, it's on my Instagram page every Friday, 4 p.m. EST. And my Instagram is at Sound Oracle. Uh, we also syndicated on YouTube, iTunes, oh, dope, dope. and SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unquantized yeah. podcast.
1: Yeah, I was checking out the live feed of that on Friday. You had me crack it up because y'all said y'all's a little sauced up for the panel discussion, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. The last one. Yeah. Yeah. We we were at my spot. Yeah. You know, we get the drink. We drink Jameson okay, on the okay. podcast. And sometimes, man, some, sometimes you might go off on a little a little saucy rant. No, no, no. my, my dog, he always be like, dog, should I go? I'm like. I got go ahead, bro. The people want the realness, man. That's yes. what they want. Yeah, speaking of, I always always say, man, we work for the people, not the company. So
1: it's unquantized for real.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. So uh, the next thing I kind of wanted to talk about is, and it kind of builds into what you were talking about as far as getting away from sampling when a lot of people were in kind of that futuristic sound, man. And that kind of leads into you, you know, one of the big, you know, uh, people you've worked with in the industry is Timberland, man. And I was just wondering if you could talk about that relationship and how you kind of met him and how you guys kind of shaped your sound together.
2: Oh, no doubt. Um, shout out to Tim, that's my brother. Uh, not even arguably, I think he's the greatest producer um, of my lifetime. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's no no question. So the way I met Tim ties into the Polo story. So after I met Polo, started working with him, yeah. Polo went out to uh, LA with, uh, you know, he's on Interscope. Right, right, right. And I'm telling the story one day, and he's like, yeah, I tell my man this story. And I end up telling the story. His man was Tim. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So Tim came in, and uh, he heard the sounds and stuff and, and everything that Polo was doing, and he called me that night. And he was like, yo, I don't know what you're doing, but can you do the same thing for me as you're doing for Polo? I'm like, bet. And um, the first session I had with Tim, it was him and Justin Timberlake. Yeah. i never forget, I was like, Damn, they were, they will, he's working on Shock Value too, And the song, uh, what was that song? I can't remember the name of the song. But anyway, I'm like, oh damn, this this is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm in here with Tim. But um, you know, I went around, start, started doing the sounds, showing us some sounds, and Tim was like, oh damn. So now we both like, yeah. Oh, oh damn, dog. No. But that moment let me know, like, oh, this, this is gonna be my brother for life, because we could hear a sound, and both of us like. Yo, something you hear that? You're yeah, there. yeah. It could be anything. The world could be coming down. We're like, yeah. yo, did you hear that snare? Yeah. Like, damn, all this. So, um, working with Tim, man, it was seamless. People asked me if I was nervous or anything. I'm like, no, nah, because everything I studied him so much and stuff that he was using. Like, I had it. Yeah. You know, if he used the sound, I had that sound. So he used I, that motif, right? Yeah, he he yeah. He used to use a lot of little little pieces, you know, the motifs and all that stuff from back in the day. That might be like from genuine days, but um. It, it, it was it was just so easy, man. And you would
1: load, you would kind of load the joints in his machines.
2: Yeah. and Yeah. He he never was like, I need this, give me this, give me that. He just like, yo, do what you do. Yeah. I'm working with such and such.
1: Yeah.
2: Let's go. Cool. And I would come out like, yo, that's what I got. This would be perfect for this. This would be perfect for that. Yeah. You know, it's real, really, really easy. And to this day, we'll sit on the phone for a long ass time and we'll talk about one sound. <laughs> one sound.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. How do you feel about, like, you know, because being, you know, being one of the original, you know, drum kit guys and sound kit guys, how do you feel about, you know, the current trends, how everyone's got kits? Like, it really, seems really saturated. Like, you think that um, eventually, like, like, is there going to be like a bubble burst? Like, what, what are your, how do you see the, you know, the landscape?
2: Uh, yeah, it, it will definitely be a, a bubble burst and it won't even be um, as dramatic as a burst, it'll be more like a fizzle out mm. because it's one of them things. Like if you just end something to make a little quick money and it looks like a trend, your heart's not really in it, and uh nine times out of ten, you're not really that good at it, mm. or you're not mm. as good as you could be at it. So. The people are going to burn themselves out because you realize if I'm not dedicated and I don't really love it, it becomes tiring as hell after a while. You just don't feel like doing it. Yeah. So I think that's what's going to happen to most people. And, um, you know, the cream always going to rise to the top anyway. The people with the love, the people with the passion and the consistency going to always win. You think people will always be buying kids? Uh, yeah, maybe not in the way that they do now and maybe not from the sources that they do now. But um, it's like cooking. You're going to always need ingredients to make dishes. I feel you. And I, was, I, was,
1: I was gonna ask, do you think it's already fizzling out with the way, you know, Splice has kind of come up? You know, you see some of the other production, uh producer-oriented companies teaming with these companies. Uh Machine just got sounds.com, I think. So do you think that's kinda already starting to happen with these outlets?
2: Uh yeah, it's definitely going, it's going that route. And I, I think it's I think it's dope. It's the the evolution of um, you know, C D to MP3, mm. that type of deal. So I, I I would... I'm not the one to push back. Yeah. I'm going to ride the wave. You know, I'm going to still have my thing over here and it's established for what it is. But yeah, yeah I'm, I'm on that too. Yeah. And the next thing. And I'm over here trying to make the next thing myself. So nah, I'm not opposed to change.
0: Nah, that's dope. This um, so is kind of like, you know, how it's going. Like how it went from like buying albums and streaming, you know what I mean, with the, with the memberships and shit. I just was about to say something. I literally forgot what I was about to say. Um. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because um, I, I like... uh. Even you know I, you know we make kits and we sell kits, but you know there's still like some kits I might see something like that shit looks kind of dope. Like what's in there? You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. I, I definitely think there'll always be you know a market for it.
2: Yeah, yeah, it, it is. Especially if you if you have a name like y'all have organic reach too. Like people, the people know who you are. Now they they saw the ad, they see mad ads or you, you know what I mean. It's when when you got that organic reach and, and people are, are reposting and telling their friends about it. Those are people that's going. Be the pillars and those are the people that are gonna stay everybody else they they were blowing in the wind to start with so they never had a strong foundation so those are the people that's just gonna fizzle out and it doesn't take any time it's not like somebody's gonna be doing it for years and then fizzle out it's like quick appreciate you man shouts out to sound Oracle, man appreciate you for the, yeah, shot, yeah. the big up from uh for producer brian man
0: oh man no doubt Definitely. Man. now what about content like because i you know um I feel the same way about content like you know I feel like in a couple of years gonna be so much kind it already is like super saturated like everybody's got a vlog like what What? how do you see like what are your thoughts on that and the saturation um I actually think uh, I think it's kind of cool it's giving people uh
2: options you know what I mean that there's it's like channels man but like everybody became their own channel in life yeah, so you just yeah. pick them channels that you that you watch and you know everybody lock into their favorite channels i.e their favorite people and you hope that you're somebody's favorite channel or Facts. favorite person mm-hmm. Facts. that's that's really what the content thing is but just like them them, them whack channels like ain't nobody gonna be watching them in the network go, you know people gonna pull them yeah yeah so the content thing good content just like anything else the cream is gonna rise to the top
0: definitely i guess i just feel like you know being a, a creator and stuff i always feel like it's gonna get to a point where <laughs> everyone's like, oh, I make my own this, I make my own that, I make my own that. Like, no one's going to even be consuming the content. Like, everyone's just, <laughs> But I don't think that's realistic, right. you know what I mean? There's people that literally, they just, all they do is consume, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it yeah. kind of seems
2: like um, music is like that, too. One, one of the things that Polo would always say when I first started working with him, and this was even years ago, he's like, "More just as many people make music now as people that buy music.
0: Right. You know what I mean? Seems
2: it that way. Yeah, content, content will be like that. But like I said, everybody's favorites they still going to be their favorites. Yeah,
1: that's one thing we talk about um, around here too, man, is just, you know, if you dope at what you do, man, people are going to want to consume it. You know, um, we really take we We do, like, a lot of personal outreach. You know what I'm saying? We're selling products. We reach out to people, have conversations with them around that product because we really want to form those natural relationships. You know what I'm saying? Those natural bonds, bro. Yes, indeed. Yeah, Yeah, you got to have that. Um I think the next thing I want to oh so I wanted to get back to what we talked about at the beginning is because we we're having this conversation, a little bit of the debate is who would you consider like a peer in terms of like the sound game, you know what I'm saying?
2: Um, it's a lot of them out there. Um Cap's son out yeah. there. He's 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 like the brother on the other side. Um, everybody knows Ilman. But yeah. he, he yeah. was he was doing it even before I was. So okay. I, mm. you know. He, he's more like a, a pioneer to me than a than like a peer. Yeah. Um, you know, you got ratchet guys out there. You got my guys. Oh, shout out to ratchet guys. That's my them's my guys, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 Sound junkie, man. Um, Decap is dope. Yeah. M um, S X is out there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's quite a few of us. Yeah. I think I said Siege. Yeah. Uh, Siege Monstrosity. I don't know. I would have had my list together had <laughs> I known But yeah, it's, it's, it's quite a yeah. few people out there that um, I look at as peers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. man. Um,
1: definitely. So um, I'm trying to see what else. Man, there was a couple other things I want to talk to you about. Um, so so having that relationship with Polo, do you have a relationship with Anonymous? Yeah.
2: Yes. That's my guy, man. Yes.
1: How do you know Anonymous? Can you talk about that a little bit?
2: I met him uh, probably in a Polo session. Matter of fact, the first time I heard of him, I was doing some sounds with Polo. He was working on a Beyonce record. Okay, okay. Uh, I've been on. It was kind of like an interlude record. It was like half of one song, and the hit boy had the other half of the song. But anyway, I met Anonymous in that session, I believe, and he was doing um, some 808. You know, you crazy on the eights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yo, who is this dude? So, yeah, he sat, And um, him and Polo just played me a whole bunch of his stuff. And I was like, man, you you cold. And then I started seeing him a lot of different places, like out here and then okay. uh, in LA, you know, he was doing some stuff with Tim, too. Yeah, You know, so he just became like little bro.
1: Yeah, shouts out, man. We actually um, are trying to catch up with him later this week to do um, a live cook-up, man. He's been moving around a lot, so it's hard to catch that dude the last yeah, yeah, couple yeah. weeks, man, with that he shit. got them skates at. on, baby. <laughs> When you getting them checks, man, just like our boy uh, Chase the Money, man, he been moving around. The, the producers is moving around a lot. You know they're getting the bags, bro. They got them, right?
2: They got, mm-hmm. them. They got yeah. them. Yeah, when you see them flight pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody got mad pictures at the airport. You're like, wow, you, you been at the airport a lot lately. Hell
1: yeah. yeah. Um, oh, the other thing I wanted to ask you about, too, is, um, you know, just with, when I kind of got with producer grind, I was kind of just getting into the... Uh, the the sound design game and one thing I know that I pay attention to when I'm buying sounds myself and I want to make sure I was sharp uh, on was the art right yeah so can you talk about that part of it like you know how how do people you know use the art to pick a good sound kit kind of similar to the um, record digging thing and you know what what
2: resources you use to make the art for your kits man let me tell you the artwork for the kits is so important hell yeah um. In the beginning, I don't know if anybody remember when I first started. Man, my boxes were terrible, <laughs> but I was like, I just, I just gotta do something because if I stick around and wait for it to be perfect, I'm not gonna do anything. But um, they still sold, but it, it wasn't off the artwork. I tell you that much. It sure <laughs> wasn't. But man, it's, it's super important. And what I've done. Got graphic designers, you know yeah. they 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 might come and go. I'm looking for like a real a real steady one. But you hey you gotta, same here
0: man. <laughs> hey, look, <laughs> man DM us. hey look
2: man, we both gonna be out daylight with a flashlight together looking for graphic designers. But um man, it's 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 just how important, especially when you can find somebody that has that they on the same page as you. Yeah, that's my thing. I'm never the guy. I don't want to come in and tell you make this red, make this blue, make this. De-. That's not my game. And when I start telling you too much of that. I'm, do, you I'm, doing not, yeah, I'm doing the job and mm-hmm. I suck at it. So <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to tell you what to do. And I'm, I know I'm not really that good at it. So I'm um, just got to find people that are, that are like on your same wavelength yeah. and, and, and build with them, make sure they feel your brand and they understand the message and they know that you you're not a, a happy go lucky brand, you might be more of a aggressive, serious brand. Or, right. You know what I mean? So, so many details, but that goes with graphic designers that goes with anybody else on your team.
0: man. they all got to be in tune with that brand. That's what it is. Got to have similar similar style, too. Facts. Because my, my thing, like, I do all the graphic design, you know what I mean? So I've been, I've been struggling to find somebody that's like, yo, know, they're dope. Like, I can just trust them, you know, put out shit, you know what I mean? Shout out to the merch, too, by the way. So, yeah, check hey, the merch yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of tough. I
2: might have to uh, you gotta give me a link where I can hit up and get one of those. Oh, man,
0: I got you. I got a new. These are sold out right now, but I got a new batch coming in, like, next week. I definitely got you. You already know.
2: Nice. I like that. Yeah. I'm a, I wear hoodies every
1: day, so.
0: I feel you, man I don't know Com- if you uh,
1: the proudly serving rappers. Do we have any more of these stickers or are we out of these?
0: Uh yeah, I got though. I don't know if I got any here. I definitely got some stickers for you. Yeah, we here. gotta
1: get some, man. Get a picture of uh Oracle holding them joints up, man. Yeah. These vibes. are tough, man. These are tough. We
0: have like, to joints. Like,
2: yeah. take, take some of these too. Oh man. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's why I brought a
0: bag <laughs> with me. <bro>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you I don't know
2: if you're a backflow guy, but hey man. I am a I'm a dope artwork guy. That's just hot. I like this. And that's another
1: thing too, man. Um one of the things we're going to be doing coming up is we're going to be doing we're going to be doing an event that kind of shows producers how to brand and market themselves, you know what I'm saying? We definitely love to invite you back for that if you were interested, but that I think is one of the things you've excelled at. Can you talk about that a little bit?
2: Um yeah, and it's funny to even hear you say that because I knew nothing about this yeah. up until a few years ago. Like I was still at that mindset. So you make dope beats, and you you good. You know what I mean. <laughs> then I got into it, and I've really embraced this this whole this whole branding thing. And I just learned people like transparency, man. Yeah. And if you're good at, you don't even have to be good at something. You just have to be dedicated, and people feel that you're genuine. Yeah. You know what I mean? When people see you, they they feel like they know you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That's that, to me, that was the key to branding. All the other stuff, um, you know, remaining consistent and and picking the colors and content and, and, and all of that. Those are the technically important things, but the soul of branding is touching people. When they see that logo, when they just hear that name, they like, they get these feelings, they get these memories and they're all good. Yeah, That's what I try to get out of people Anytime I do anything that's connected to my brand, like sitting here doing this interview, it's connected to my brand. I want to give a a great interview. Yeah, yeah. You you know what I'm saying? For people that don't know me, I want to give a great interview. For the people that follow me, you know, I might tell the same story you heard in the other interview, but I'm going to tell it in a different way because it's it's just having that brand, man, having that that community. That's the soul of the brand. The other stuff is just technical. It seems like once a podcast, we have this
1: moment where you need to stop, write that down run it back <laughs> whatever you need to do
0: cause that was game that he just dropped right there that was real game. Yeah. yeah young bars <laughs> now bro dropping a hell of a game he's got me feeling better you know about like uh, you know the saturation everything so definitely def- hey, respect man. It, man
2: that's what that's what we here for
0: man I, I, I know I'm in
2: the company of greatness man I know I'm in the company of kings that's why uh, when you hit me up I'm like man let's, appreciate go. You, let's man, go appreciate you let's go the respect is fans, there man. and I know just from us chopping it up uh, we, yeah. we like minded about a lot of things man I think that That's that's super dope.
1: So one of the questions we tend to ask everybody who's on and it's interesting to ask you because of where you sit. I saw on Facebook, I think it was like the 20 something day of January and Smitty boy, shout out to Smitty boy. He was like, you know, I'm kind of slacking off on my pace and making beats. It's 20th day of the month. He said he had four, right? Mm. Now we had nonstop on last week and we asked him how many he made a day. He said he doesn't even name them anymore. He just does the date, and then he starts with A, and he said he gets to about J K J (laughs) J or K every day. Now, you're not a traditional beat maker. You're more of a sound designer, but I know you make beats, right? Right. So how many beats a day, what is your pace? How many have you made in 2018? Can you just talk about that a little bit?
2: Beats a day used to be about 10, two fully completed. Now is zero. And I'm going to tell you, um, now in 2018, I racked up a couple, but I've reached a point where I can't make beats all day, every day. Because, you know, with this other stuff going on, like I said, I'm building a team. So mm-hmm. when you're building a team, that's a fancy way of saying you don't have enough people.
0: So <laughs> I'm wearing a lot of hats
2: now. And um, I remember I, when I did sit around and make beats all day, it was amazing. My beats were, were great, but that's all I had was beats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now I'll pick... Um, I pick days. Okay. I, I'm big. I'm big on scheduling. I'm I'm big on, um, you know, uh, yeah. And you know, sometimes you get caught up in the pro the productivity things. Um, but I'm big on that that productivity and that discipline. So I'll look at the the month or the next couple of weeks, and I'll pick. This is two or three days, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do this with yeah. the beats, and I'm gonna do that because what I realize too is when you wake up and you have that schedule, like this is what I'm doing today. I'm, I'm making beats. I'm being creative. That can change a lot of stuff. For instance, like if you smoke or whatever, you might have a day full of meetings. You might not want to wake up and get wild, smack. Yeah. But if you are gonna have a creative day, yeah, you gonna start your day off a little different. Or, um, and and it's not even just boiled down to like vices or anything like that. It's yeah. just a whole mindset, and you can see your week on a Sunday night. Like this is this is who I'm gonna be on yeah. Wednesday. I'm a creative yeah. guy on mm-hmm. Friday. I'm podcast guy. Or- yeah. Monday, this, that, and the third. Um, so yeah, that's that's how that's how I really do my beats, and I also do them. Uh, I kind of make beats to order now. Okay. Because okay. if you notice my last couple of placements, I always I do stuff with somebody now, and okay. they're, they're always my friends. So when I get a placement, is not a placement I look for, but it was a friend of mine that was like, I'm working on this, so I want to bring you in. So that, and then I'll. Boom! The beats, the beats will start up. But other than that, man, I'm really into this branding thing and um and taking this technology stuff to the next level. That's my real focus. Are you at liberty to discuss those last two? Uh, yeah. I know the technology thing. What did I say before the technology.
1: Thing? Um. Oh, you were talking about. I mean, the, the two places you said the last oh, yeah, two. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Um. What did I do? Mary J. Blige. Oh. Uh. It was me and my man Bam. Um. Oh, and the last one ain't out yet. I can't talk about the the other one. It's not out
0: yet. Okay. Mm, all right, yeah. Bet, bet, bet. So, where where is your, your your passion right now? You know, you do everything. You do content. You do beats. You do sound design. Like, what is what what is your real? You know, what, what are you having the most fun with? Um, industry wise, in general,
2: you just you wise. Uh, um, okay, twofold. industry wise is technology. I um, I love technology and I I dabble in it and um, I've been cr- into the creative space of technology. Like I like. I was into making beats. Or like I still am to to making beats. Personally, where I'm at now is um community and like like the people. Uh I'm I'm an introverted guy, so you know, I I get, get joy out of being alone and creating things from nothing. Like that that's all the joy I need. But it wasn't until I started being more um more out there and people started seeing me and I get to talk to people. And then when you hear people like, you inspired me or man like you changed my life or i had stopped but then i heard the podcast so i heard your interview and mm-hmm. then that guy that gave me all i want and, and now i got a placement with this person and i'm like damn so i can't create that i did i need people for that yeah. mm-hmm. and that's a high right there i'm like oh my god like that's so personally that's what it is for me right now and and funny enough if you actually chase that these other things become a byproduct of that. Like for the people that wanna make a quick buck or or whatever,
0: money will be a
2: byproduct of reaching people and changing people, but the focus has to be on the people and really wanting to make a difference. And that's when you really start to break through and, and the world just starts to open up for you.
1: You know, that reminds me of a quote I saw Mind had posted it, and I can't remember who he got it from. But I think it said, You want to start a business, don't start a business, solve a problem, mm-hmm. and then the business will come. Yeah. Right. And so, I mean, that's a lesson about passion and about love and about really caring about what you do. Which I guess for me, I know there's people out there that's, that are just trying to make a quick buck, but it shocks me because I know why I do it. So I'm like, Oh, people just trying to make money. That's why they're doing this. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you really love it.
2: Like, yeah, it's, it's it's all about that community, man. It's, it's and the culture. Yeah, you got to keep the culture moving forward. You can't be selfish. There will be something here after you. You can either make that something better. Yeah, <laughs> or, yeah. or or you know, you could be a reason why it's shitty. Right, you know what I mean? You just it's, it's all about the culture and the people. Right.
1: So, one of the big things we need to talk about before you get up out of here is it's been a big topic of conversation. You know, I'm thinking back back to the the DJ Toomp um, Instagram thing where he was talking about the Davis Act. Everybody was circulating the um, Jermaine Dupri clip where he was talking about the kids selling um, the Cocoa OT Genesis beat for $200. Right. Um, I know DJ Payne has been having, seems like, a daily conversation <laughs> on Twitter that. with somebody about, hey, producers don't know, you know, what their rights are. Producers don't understand to how the business works, so I was just wondering if you can talk to us a little bit about um, this whole movement about how producers are getting paid and um, your opinion on it, and where you kind of fit in with that.
2: Well, it's, it's, it's several conversations going on now. There's the, um, of course, no free beats. Yeah. So I, I'll I'll start I'll start there. I think it's important for us to know what we should get. Yeah. And I think it's important for us to really have value, not like. Bullshit value, but like what is your, what is our real value? You know what I mean? People throw numbers and all these things out there, but if you stop to think about it, the producers are hella valuable. But the problem is, as many no free beats joints, like the ones that get it, we get it. Yeah. It's not gonna be no free beats, but you are gonna have the people without the passion that's gonna hold itself out. Yeah. And that is the problem. Yeah. That's the whole problem with it. Like the no free beats thing, that's for artists and that's for people that don't get it. That ain't that ain't for people like us? Yeah. So, I, I I really think producers need to unite. But what you gonna do with the hoes? Yeah, that's the whole. That's the problem. And you know, once once we get it together, we can all move as a unit. We should have some type of standard, some type of minimum, or just some something that's that's a little bit better. But or I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna beat that that uh, message to death because the the other thing is the um the selling beats versus placements thing. Yeah. Like, that's been real big, too. I, I know I'm supposed to be answering the question, but I'm not... No, a, you... It I'm dra- to so you. Like, how do, y'all, how, do, how do y'all feel about the leasing, uh, you know, leasing versus placements
0: thing? I mean, I feel... I i don't feel there's really nothing wrong with that. I just... When, when producers sign those work-for-hires or even if they had the bad agreements on their website where it's like, if you buy this exclusive, like, you don't own no royalties, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that $500, at $250 is great. You know, we don't got nothing going on, but it's like when the record's, you know, placed and it's, you know what I mean, making a whole bunch of other people a lot of money, you're not getting money. I think that shit sucks, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I think that people,
1: everybody wants to have a hard and fast rule, and I don't think it's going to work like that. I think you have to measure the situation. Are you a guy that's getting, you know, the local rapper all the time? Are you a guy that's getting bigger people all the time? Are you a guy that's getting major placements? And you have to be, like, honest about not only your situation, but, like, be honest about your skill level, too. Like, yeah. you can't be running around, like, I need a $1,000 a track if your joints ain't worth $1,000. That's
2: track. a fact. You,
1: yeah. Now, when you're talking about when it comes to the leasing, Again, that's when you measure your situation. It makes sense for some people, it doesn't make sense for other people.
2: Yeah. Now, I, I agree. I agree with, with, with what both of y'all said. I, I think when it comes to the leasing thing, you kind of have to at least get a picture of who you are. Who do you want or who do you want to be? Yeah. Do you want to be a Timberland or do you want to be um, a Walmart? Yeah. You know, you, you can sell one thing for $1,000, you can sell a thousand things for $1. It's still the same amount of money. It's just two different ways to get it. Right. But once you start picking a direction, you kind of stuck there for for a minute. Like, for instance, you can't lease Mad Beats. And then when something else comes along, you're like, I want ten grand for that. (laughs) I didn't hit your site and get a beat for $20. I'm going to give you some stacks. Um, So you just got to watch out and don't paint yourself into a corner. But to your point, um, not everybody's built for it. Right, either you're not grounded in reality like you you might be out here screaming no free beats but you you got free beats right? like you, you your beats your beats are, should be free <laughs> but you know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> you just got you got to keep it real with yourself like it's, it's a slogan bro but it got to apply to you yeah. like don't just jump on the bandwagon right. yeah um it, once again, you've got to know who you are. And the industry is real. Not everybody's built for that shit. Right. Even if you nice, you might need to, or you might want to consider leasing meets because it ain't pretty. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I'm I'm no major star or anything, but I've been around and I've seen. It's it's not for everybody.
1: We, you know, we, we talk to a lot of producers. We have two conversations. We have the conversation we have on the camera. We have the conversation we have off the camera. I've heard some horror stories.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's real. It's real. I got some since seventeen. So, but um, I'm a. I feel like i was a different type of person. I I can stick it out, and my my life was just a little set up a little bit different than other people. So I just stuck it out.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now you mentioned technology. You're investing in some technology.
2: Yeah. I I, in my mind I'm Bill Gates. (laughs) 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 You got to to be. I'm I'm a young Steve Jobs in my mind. So um, about two, no, not even two years ago, maybe three years ago at this point, I got into this thing where I always do like a monthly challenge for myself. Like I try to learn a new skill or something like that. Yeah. So the uh, I remember the first one was Rubik's Cube. I was like, I want to I, I want to figure out how to solve Rubik's Cube. So I did that. Say word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then it became, I want to get it down. Oh like, on,
1: you, you see how you did that? He's like, yeah, yeah, I
2: solved the Rubik's Cube.
1: Really <laughs> <laughs> so...
2: <laughs> But uh, um, so then I got it down to like, oh, I want to get it down to uh, two minute do Rubik's cube in two minutes or whatever. So yeah. I, I never really got there. I got to like maybe three minutes or fifty seconds. So but I moved. He said on. maybe three minutes fifty seconds. And my I used to do that joint on the on the plane, and then yeah, that was my thing on the plane. I used to meet people like that on the plane. But anyway, yeah. uh, my next thing though was coding. I wanted okay. to get into coding because I got to the end of my 30 days. I'm like, damn, what's my next joint going to be? And I was watching um, Iron Man. Okay. And I'm like, yo, Tony Stark is, is code. It's, cold. <laughs> it's one of my idols. One of my idols. So um, I'm looking at Jarvis, and I'm like, damn, that's dope. They should, somebody should make something like that for music. And then I got into coding just off of that idea. And um, I built the AI for music, and, um, and that that just set me off. I'm wow. like, yo, I wanna like really get into this technology thing. It feels like when I first got into music, like, yeah. or, or the first time I knew I wanted to do when I was a kid. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, like <laughs> it was the same feeling. So it's now, that, like, like that's my that's my thing. It'll all always be connected to music, but um, you know, hey man, I'm I'm, I'm moving with the times. And sometimes the music industry don't move as fast as I wanted to move. And I look at the technology right. industry. I'm like. Yo, it's just amazing.
0: What about VSTs? You, know, <laughs> you call <it> VSTs?
2: <laughs> no, no, nah. no. But I'm getting into it. Yeah, we gotta talk about that. Yeah. Facts, okay? Yeah, let's chop <laughs> yeah. it. Let's chop yeah, yeah. it up. Yeah, yeah.
1: Talk more about the um the AI. Like, just what happened? What is? I don't. Because when you say that, I'm like, okay. So what does that look like? What is that?
2: Um, it's basically um. Think of like Alexa or Siri, pardon to anybody who's watching this in their home, and their stuff is going crazy now. (laughs) Um, It's like an assistant, but it can help you do anything you want to do in a dog within your dog type thing. Yeah, oh, that's dope. Yeah, 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 within your dog. Yeah, I don't want to go too deep into it. Well, off, off camera, like I okay, like, <laughs> yeah, I'll I show you the video, but I, I got the video and, yeah. and all that stuff. I show you, I show you how it's rocking, man. But saying all that to say, like that's a passion of mine. Like yeah. this, this whole artificial intelligence thing and robots in the future and all that. I'm all about. You seen some of my videos? I got the thing on the wrist. Yeah, know? yeah. It's just tech, man. I've always been ever since a kid. I used to just take stuff apart and see how it works and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like NPCs, I would have multiple NPCs because. Two of them was always in pieces mm. at some point. I just wanted to see what the converters look like that everybody talking about. I want to That's see, crazy. you know, I just want to see what's popping on inside. Yeah. so, yeah.
1: For you, for you kids out there, before they had these fancy screens, they had the, the NPCs with the pads and the little <laughs> <green> screen. <laughs> Come on, they know, man. <laughs> I was just messing
0: with you. Real producers, man. Um,
1: um, the, the AI, I guess, it was, it was tripped out that you just said that. So one of the things that I do is, um, I work up at the University of Illinois um, with a professor there And we established um, during their band camp in the summers, the first school of hip hop. And so he and I always having conversations about where technology and the DAWs interact. This dude trips me out because he's like one of those people, he could play literally every instrument, but he's also somebody that I've seen him make 10, 12 beats in every DAW, right? And I asked him a question one day, I said, you know, you should do this with your students. I would love to see somebody, one person is on the computer, the other person is sitting on the other side, one person knows how to work the dog, The other person does it. Can you talk them through making a beat? You, That's dope.
2: That's how I like to teach. Yeah. 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 So talk about
1: that. I mean, you teach yeah. people how to, make,
2: how to make beats? Yeah. 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 Okay. But, yeah. 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 Um, I was teaching people how to make beats before I knew I was teaching people how to make beats. Like it's, it's people that would see me like back in the day and they're like, yo, man, you don't know. But I used to, when I was in the studio all them days, I was just learning and learning and learning. Mm-hmm. Now. And I see them now and they, they making beats and all that. But, um. The way, that's the way I like to teach people. Like, you're going to, you, I'm going to teach through you. Mm-hmm. I'm not touching nothing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Because the best way to learn something is through experience. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. So you're sharpening your skills because not only are you getting this, this knowledge of how to make a beat, you're developing something that's so overlooked and produces overlooked muscle memory.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Think
2: about it. When you sit down in your equipment, once you had just set up... It don't even take long. If you had just just stuff set up for a couple days in a certain way and nothing moves, you're going to sit down. You're going to start reaching for stuff. You're not even going to start thinking about it. So that's another part of the learning process that Mm kind of gets lost when if I'm doing this and I'm just showing you, you're Mm -hmm. not physically doing it. And I'm sharpening my skills because the way to become a master is something you can be as good as you want, but until you can teach somebody, you ain't worth nothing. So I'm sharpening my skills by teaching you and you sharpening your skills double fold because you're actually doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, it's just a win-win for me. Fact. Facts, that metacognition, that muscle memory.
0: that Yeah. That's probably why I hate FL Studio 12. I'm so used to 11. It's like any <laughs> change. I don't know.
2: Don't that blow you, though? It's something that you've been using, and then they like change something to another side or, yeah. or just change it all around. You're like, ooh, uh, the new machine. Uh, I like to use the studio, and the, the erase button is moved up and over one button, and that, it, like, ruined my year. It's messed you all up. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. I made bad mistakes. Like, oh, man, I'm not touching nothing. Yeah, yeah.
1: Shoot, man. The last thing I wanted to probably get you out on is um I just want to make sure, one, you shout out everything. I think you I think you shouted out um, the sound kit page. What, what's your 2018 looking like? What you got coming up that you can talk about? Right, right.
2: Um, I could talk about the more. There's definitely going to be more sounds. Okay. Um, more content where, um, where we're teaching people. You know it's not so much about products as it is about it's gonna you know the tutorials the blogs Um, we just did a seminar with busy works beats for four days oh yeah uh, that was amazing Uh, we want to do more more of that you know Mm -hmm. like these pop-up things we we trying to take it to other countries yeah you know I'm trying to get out here I'm trying to become an extrovert before this is all over with <laughs> you feel me yeah we want to get out here man we we really want to touch these people and um i, I like to do more more work and more par- partnerships with these companies because i partner with, with a lot of companies um software companies and music companies and i get a lot out of that yeah because um a lot of these companies technically they know what's happening but they don't have people that know both sides of it you yeah. know what i mean somebody on the culture side and somebody on the technical side yeah. and i just i kind of feel like i was born for that type of liaison type of position so i'd like to do more of that more public speaking um you know and uh more placements are sure to come just as a byproduct of doing that stuff
0: yeah most that shoot man shout out to sound oracle man we definitely appreciate you pulling up man man i appreciate it too bro I, like i said
2: i've been checking you out for a minute um just love everything that y'all got going on i'm happy to be here bro
0: definitely we'll definitely work on some more content in the future man for sure yes appreciate be. you rocking with us fam yeah. yes sir definitely man all right signing on man appreciate everybody tuning in to produce podcast we got more on the way peace, peace.